All right, we're back with another episode of 132 Breeze Podcast, the number one podcast recorded in both Chicago and Milwaukee. And holy shit, Casey, we had a huge Woj bomb. LeBron is going to L.A. Yeah, breaking news as we prep for the podcast. Good uh, good timing by Woj and LeBron to uh, leak this, make this official now. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> for I, I'm sure they did it for us. They knew we were going to start recording they, soon. Literally about to hit record. Yeah, and and this came, and who and wait no who broke the rules? I'm sorry, I said a yeah. Woj bomb. It wasn't yeah really Woj, a Woj bomb. bomb. Yeah. So as I was doing my my show prep, I had uh, uh, Ninja's uh, Twitch stream on in the background, and he said that his brother just texted him that LeBron was going to the Lakers. So I frantically go on. And look at ESPN, Yahoo Sports, you know, the kind of generic uh, sports websites that I would expect to see that didn't see anything. So broken, to me at least, by Ninja. What a weird what a weird what, situation what a world we live in and I'm, i think we tracked it back i really i really do think ninja broke it before Woj got the tweet out so <laughs> well, credit I guess, to ninja <laughs> well to his brother i don't know well, what his brother <laughs> was doing but yeah that's how that's how i heard about it first and then uh, about 15 minutes later it was up on espn so yeah lebron to the lakers four years 154 million uh it's a lot of money going to la you know good for him i guess that was crazy. It happened so it happened so fast. I thought this I truly thought this LeBron thing was going to be a drawn out summer long occasion like most LeBron things. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was getting ready as we were preparing for this, getting ready to like break that all down cuz people were already like tracking his flights. They had a helicopter over his <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but they had a helicopter over his plane that landed in LA after his vacation. Um, so I had the whole who had a, who had a helicopter. It was the like, news, like the LA. Oh, the news. news. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, like the LA <laughs> news. He came back. I forget the, where he was in somewhere. Um, but yeah, they had a helicopter. It was like him getting off his private plane in LA. Oh, okay. Um, so it was like this whole watch thing, and then he decided enough of this. I'm just gonna do it. Sent in a fax. <laughs> I'm here. So yeah, yeah. I thought. I thought it was going to be more drawn out. I think he kind of learned from the last time that he did this to not make it such a spectacle, but I didn't think it would happen this quick. And although I did think it was it was between LA or, or Cleveland, I couldn't see anywhere else that he was going. So I guess he knew which of the two yeah. he wanted to go to and made that decision pretty quick. Yeah, he wanted to go to the sunshine. I, yeah, I think... My only thing was I thought there might be some wild card where he get you know he does this thing where he gets his friends to go to whatever team, yeah, um, yeah, and they and they figure it out. But yeah, I guess Magic Johnson coming through is the VP of the, the year already. He already yeah, wins. Just give him the trophy. Well, he doesn't have to quit. He was going to quit if they yeah. didn't get any signature free agents. So you know, yeah. congratulations on Magic for to Magic for keeping his job, yeah. <laughs> not having, not forcing himself into retirement. <laughs> Uh, also, congratulations to the Ball family. Um, you've now become relevant again. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the Big Baller brand is going to have a little <laughs> bit of fight with the uh, you know LBJ brand. We'll see who wins that one. Yeah, I. I don't as. I guess tangential to that, if we kind of think about so what happens next, right? Like if I look at their starting lineup now and I just pencil LeBron in there, uh, it's still not a very good team it's definitely not any better than what uh, Cleveland had last year so with the ball family with Lonzo Ball is he 
somebody that they might look to move. I think they're definitely going to look to move Brandon Ingram. And the only target I think left out there that's all-star caliber is Kawhi Leonard. And I know we might get into this a little bit later, but for the Lakers, they have to do something else to make this team competitive or they're not even like the top five team in the West, even with LeBron. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how I think, you know, I've said it before, I just didn't think he would go to West for that reason because... You know, at the very least, if you drop LeBron on the team, you're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. That's not the case in the West. Um, you need a little bit. You're going to need a little bit more. So yeah, I, I think to your point, Magic isn't done. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be some. There's going to be some moves. Obviously, the big the big gold chain out there is Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see. You know, that's that's going to be the new watch. Is the Kawhi watch? Twenty eighteen. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. But yeah, this this is definitely not over. This is just kind of the first. The first big domino to fall, really. Yeah, and I maybe top five was was a little harsh for the <laughs> Lakers. Not top, they're not they're not top two though, because Golden State's still clearly above what this Lakers team is, and uh, Houston is as well, I think. And I then maybe you could slide in, in a LeBron Lakers team at yeah. three, but even so, they need they need more. So we'll have to see what Magic. You know, uh, now that his job is safe from himself, uh, can can do uh, the stat that came out of this that I found uh, the most entertaining is uh, LeBron will now be coached by Luke Walton. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, yeah. He, he was drafted 31 picks after him in the 2003 NBA draft. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't realize they were in the same draft. Yeah, wow. That's great. At the end of the first round, um, I guess my so that's hilarious. Poor Luke, man. I mean, look look at Luke now. Like his his boss is Magic. Yeah. His well, second boss now is LeBron James. Yeah. And then he has this dude uh, Levar Ball who just keeps talking. <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll be interesting to see uh, how he can handle all of that. Uh, for sure. But at the same time. He had LeBron fall on his lap essentially, that's so he gets true. to go that's gets true. to coach him. So that's uh, will be interesting to see. My other takeaway is that it's good to be a fan in the East uh, of a team in the East, as we both are. So <laughs> LeBron's out of LeBron our is God. He's uh, God from the East. You know, I think the the Bucks are in more of a position to compete now than uh, the Bulls are, but true. nonetheless, it's still, uh, I guess. If you're as a Bucks fan, I kind of look at it and go, "Okay, he is gone. Now we really just have to compete against Boston, which is still going to be something, right? That's still going to yeah. be a but significant you have a little, opponent. You have but, a little bit of better chance, a little better yeah, chance. But maybe that's that's one team in your, you know, mentally. I'm obviously looking over a lot of teams as I do this kind of mental exercise, but <laughs> but it's good to see him out of the East from a Bucks and I'm sure Bulls standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Man, LeBron just blowing everything up. All right, well, that happened. That happened. Casey, how was your weekend, man? It was it was good. I went down to Chicago for the night That's on right. Friday. I saw um, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra rendition of Star Wars A New Hope, which was uh, a really cool experience. So they played the the orchestra played the score to the movie while the movie was on behind it. It is as nerdy as it sounds. Um, <laughs> well, that's good because we like the 
nerd podcast they're like really hot in the street right now so this will get oh, us like up good. in the rankings so yeah we're well, officially a nerd podcast right so now. we did something i did something really nerdy yeah. uh it was it was a really cool experience it was weird to see others other people's reactions to the movie you know they cheer when the death star blew up for example spoiler alert mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah you gotta say that la- beforehand <laughs> yeah oh my bad and they're laughing at <laughs> spoiling a 1978 movie uh, <laughs> laughing at parts that you know they're laughing at parts that i found annoying for years although i suppose maybe they haven't seen the movie like 25 30 times <laughs> so it's <laughs> still new and funny to them uh but i think overall i just have a new appreciation for like how music affects how you see um or enhances a movie that you're you're going to see because uh, it just was so kind of pronounced and in your face it was like surround sound on steroids uh to have the 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 score there so it was it was a really neat experience um for that so yeah i nerded out on on friday uh came back and went to a carnival last night that was we you know won a couple goldfish inadvertently started an aquarium in our house that was fun (laughs) didn't think that was going to happen but here we are now with three fish (laughs) oh wow yeah it was essentially it was, you know, throw the ping pong ball into the cup. I have yeah. some history and experience with this, so spoiler, I'm good at it. Oh, um, you didn't so, drink the goldfish? What? No, I didn't drink the gold. Now we have three fish who, you know, they're still alive. They're still they made it. Made it one night. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun weekend. Did did a lot of things. How about you, Marlo? <laughs> uh, mine was uh, a little, well, a little less exciting. You know, we watched um, watched the World Cup, obviously. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, it was France there, and then it was just hot, so didn't really yeah. do much. Tried, tried to go to the park, and my son looked at me like, are we really doing this right now? Uh, it's too hot out here, Dad. So <laughs> spent a lot of, yeah, spent a lot of time just kind of hanging out inside. Uh, but on Friday, came home and watched the, uh, the Big Three because it was here in Chicago. Oh. I thought about getting tickets, but let me, let me ask you this. The Big Three, you have some – there are some pretty, you know – Former NBA players of name here, right? Yeah. How much would you pay to go to see a three-on-three half-court basketball game with these players? What would be your top dollar? I don't know, $20? Right. Not that's a lot. What I, that's what I was thinking. And you could get in for $20, but I don't want to pay $20 to like sit up top to watch a half-court basketball game, right? Right. Um, so I think like the, the t- like good tickets, like 100 levels, were like they're kind of that line. I know I'm cheap, like 65 bucks. Oh no, that's yeah. way yeah, too much. So it was a little rich for my blood, but so I just wanted to watch it on. Uh, I sat actually on Friday and watched it live on TV. No, um, but but when you say retired NBA players, it's not like we're watching you know the Allen Iversons, Kobe Bryant's of the world. I mean, the I went and looked at the rosters, and it's like it's Kenny Martin, like Mike Bibby, Baron Davis, yeah, Mari Sotomayor, Jermaine. O'Neal. I mean, these are like you know, I guess these are all stars, right? But they're not yeah, like so- Hall of Fame players. Yeah, they're not they're not Hall of Fame players. Well, that was a big thing. Like, uh, for um, being in Chicago, it was a a big homecoming for your boy Carlos Boozer, who was <laughs> who's on a roster <laughs> with his chest. Oh boy, hair. yeah. And so was Nate Robinson and the White Mamba, uh, Brian Scalabrini. They're all on rosters and and we're in attendance uh, playing. Scalabrini's a captain, isn't he? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's Scalabrini's the captain. So that's that's the thing about like this roster. Watching these games is just full of people of like, whoa, where have you been, and what are you doing now? Like, Big Baby is even bigger. Wow. Um, 
And then Amari Steinmeier, he's he's a Rastafarian. <laughs> he's still playing, but unbelievable. I, yeah. So I think like I was watching it. I think like Nate Robinson takes it way too serious. And right. I guess it's still professional basketball apparently, but he he yeah. takes it really serious. No, like I, I saw highlights of last week where he like started a fight. <laughs> Literally started wow, a fight. Okay. And that was week one. So getting a little chippy. No, it's a weird combination of these kind of retired NBA, let's say former All Stars, right? And then like guys who never made it in the NBA, like Rashard McCants, yeah. Kwame Brown, Andre yeah. Emmett, like people I remember. I guess Kwame Brown, maybe not, but like people I remember from college basketball, right? Who never made yeah. it in the NBA, but are skilled enough, to, I guess, to play against retired <laughs> NBA players. Yeah, but it got me thinking that like maybe there is something to this. And the concept of basketball, like, as we know it, because right now, if you think about the NBA, the NBA is moving more and more towards this 3 and D style of basketball. Everybody's the same size. Everybody, you know, can switch and everybody can shoot. And that's about what everybody does. And that's fine. But and maybe that is like the next evolution, next level of basketball. And that's a good thing. But maybe from an entertainment standpoint, that's not the best kind of basketball. And. You know, I think we talk a lot about you know college basketball versus NBA basketball and the differences between the two, and how somebody can be, you know, a Rashad McCants can be really good in college basketball but can't translate to the NBA, or even think of somebody like Jimmer Fredette who really good in college basketball who can make three pointers and that's about it, but can't yeah. play in the NBA. Yeah, if there's a format where he can play, uh, Jimmer Fredette, I don't know that he's going to sell tickets or anything, but he's the example that I thought of. Um, you know, where players who are really good in college basketball, but aren't going to make it at the NBA the way the NBA is constructed now. If there's a league that puts on a different type of basketball, if that would be entertaining, and I think why not? I don't think that what is happening right now is necessarily that with you know Kenyon Martin and Rashard McCants. Like I don't yeah. think that's necessarily it. But if you get those guys who are like, uh, you know, what let's say lethal three pointers who aren't athletic enough to go into the NBA, or you know the big guys like uh, I'm going to say Greg Oden, but I don't. I, I thought he was going to be involved in this, but he's not. Or you know these big uh, he guys. He probably who, got hurt again. Yeah, probably. But these big guys <laughs> who are you know effective in college basketball, but then can't play at the NBA because the NBA re- requirements of what they need them to do are too fast and they can't shoot threes. Maybe it's worth posting up in the big three, and maybe people want to see you know big dudes dunk, and that's fun. Yeah, I don't know. And I guess if you take that a step farther, like this, I think applies to the football alliance or whatever the heck that is. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe the NFL, like the best players who play that game, go there. But maybe the you know the Johnny Manziel's and the other entertaining players from college football who can't make it in the NFL can play this other game where the rules are a little bit different, maybe to. Let them be entertaining. I don't know. I I was way out on the big three. Yeah. And I thought it, you know, as I kind of see these washed up all-stars play, that doesn't sound entertaining. But, like, if mm-hmm. you, as I take a step back and think about it and see kind of some of these, you know, the Kwame Browns, Rashad McCants, who never really made it in the NBA, maybe there's something there. But, again, I'm not sure that this format is it. But I could see there being more formats of basketball that people find entertaining. I think it'll be interesting to see kind of if this stays around for two, three more years. Mm-hmm. If they start to get younger people, like you said, that aren't going to quite make it to the NBA, if they have the money to draw them from, you know, going overseas or something, or going, it's kind of hard now that they have the the what do they call it now? The D League. It was the D League. Right. It's yeah, called the, the G League now. Oh sure. Um, 
Yeah. Now they have the G League, and it gives you know that young kid uh, a little more hope that they're going to make it to the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so to speak, but I think you're right. In I know Ice Cube made the league. His whole premises was that there was people that could still play ball, but they can't do the 85 games day in, day out. There's the one week thing, da 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 da, da three on three. And yeah. I think it's uh, definitely can be entertaining at times. There is a corny like four point shot that seems kind of corny, but the rest of the game seems. Especially the other changes to the rules, like you don't, if you get like fouled in a three point shot, you don't get three free shots. You get one shot from the three point, one free shot from the three point, and it's worth three, which yeah. is I think is awesome. Um, yeah, but no, yeah, that, I think I think it could definitely definitely work if uh, with the right players for sure. Yeah, I th- I think I heard that kind of the foul shot suggestion as a legitimate suggestion for the NBA to to adopt. Uh, but I also I saw it was funny that uh, they ruled I guess whomever maybe it's Ice Cube making uh, the ruling that. Uh, They'll allow players to use weed for medicinal purposes. Did yeah. you see this? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. And I imagine like Ice Cube being the I don't know if he's the commissioner, <laughs> but I imagine in my mind, he's the commissioner. He's sitting at his commissioner desk <laughs> and it's like we have to sign this rule that says that the players can you you know take we- weed for medicinal purposes. And he, you know, is sitting there hemming and hawing over whether or not to make that a rule. <laughs> I think it was a, a, a Pretty safe bet that that was going to be a rule in his league. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. The These opposite. guys aren't coming out of retirement to be restricted yeah. by marijuana. <laughs> so, just ice cube. I don't know. Should yeah. they? The integrity uh, of my league. I'm not sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Last thing in the big three. My favorite yeah. lineup is the Killer Threes, and they have uh, Chauncey Billups, Stephen yeah. Jackson, and Metal World Peace. Oh, on their team. There you I go. hope they're not playing in the palace time soon. <laughs> right. oh, that was a, that was another thing that the names yeah, uh, the name. are great. Uh so you just you just mentioned down the uh, I said the Ball Hogs, Three's yep. Company, you know, after everybody's favorite 70s sitcom. <laughs> uh Ghost Ballers and then just Power. Just pop. Just Power. power. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Big 3. Big three, making big moves. All right, so that's what I that's what I did. Um, <laughs> that's, what I did. <laughs> that's what I did. I broke down to big three. I thought uh, about going to the big three, and then I watched it on TV, and then I really broke it down into who was on the rosters. Uh, so yeah, that was good. I also actually before that, speaking of Johnny Menzel, before that, I, uh, the Canadian Football League was on. And whatever team Johnny plays for and sitting on the bench was on. And I was really surprised that the, um, I shouldn't be surprised it's Canadian football, but like they weren't talking about him. And they were like, I feel like if it was like, it is on ESPN, but obviously not produced by ESPN. Okay. But I feel like if it was produced by ESPN, they'd be talking about the backup quarterback the whole time, but they, they weren't. Just he wasn't, glimpses of, man, of him on the bench. He wasn't playing? No, he's not starting. Some oh, other what dude. The hell? Yeah. What the, hell? So. what the hell? Put Johnny in. He's yeah. a baller. All right. Back to America. And regular basketball, NBA free agency popped off. Well, popped off officially today. Yeah, uh, G, uh, July first. Uh, we already talked about the big one. Whatever, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> so, some guy named LeBron. Some yeah, some some guy named LeBron uh, is going to the Lakers. But obviously, there are some other big fish out there. Uh, we can talk about the ones that that already that signed right away. Yeah. One surprising one was. Uh, Paul George, 
Yeah. Uh, signing of, ooh, what do you get? Three, fourth? Four years? Yeah, it was four years. It was uh, three years in a, in a player option for, I thought, what I didn't write down the dollar amount, though. Yeah, it was it was like 150-something. Yep. Uh, which, surprised that he went, because he was the one that was supposed to go to L.A., and this might explain why he didn't go to L.A., by the way. Uh, <laughs> he probably might have caught wind that LeBron was going there yeah, in that room. Um, but it is surprising that he signed that large of a yearly contract. Because uh, if he would have opted out, gone to another team, he would have been eligible for the Supermax. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if he would have just done a two-year, he would have got the 10-year uh, to, to re-up after that. So everyone's flipping out that like he left all his money on the table. My take is that I think he knows what everyone else doesn't know yet for some reason, that he's not that good. And he's, <laughs> not gonna, he's gonna prove that out. And then no one would have given him a Supermax anyway. Interesting. Yeah, I saw a clip of Brian Windhorst just going ballistic about uh, Paul George not doing the the two year deal. Yeah, uh, and by extension, I imagine that LeBron James was going bananas about it as well. <laughs> I think it's, I think you're you're right in the sense that I think he's taking the money that's presented to him on the table as much money as he could get now. Uh, for this contract, and maybe that's because he doesn't want to risk it on the two year deal to to see what will happen, you know, after those two years. My take on it, though, is, my, or my more surprising aspect of it is Oklahoma City uh, paying all this money yeah. to Paul George. I mean, they have Russell Westbrook locked up in a, a super max deal. They have Paul George now at a max deal, and they're currently slated to pay $129 million uh, in luxury tax next year. Jeez. So, uh, the Thunder's total team spend next year for the 11 players that they have on their squad right now. They uh, signed uh, Grant from uh, Notre Dame. Jeremy Grant? Jeremiah yeah. Grant? Yeah. Uh, from Notre Dame as well for a three-year deal. Um, but their total team spend is $285 million for next year to field the team that will probably finish <laughs> fourth or fifth and be eliminated in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, it's good money well spent, right? <laughs> That's up. <laughs> and I read that they could stretch Mello's contract to save oh, uh, $91 million. I've read this on earlybirdrights.com, so if you want to get some more info, go go there. But I don't know if Mello would be down for that or if how that would be, but that would save them $91 million because they're moving the salary out of the, the tax year. Um. But man, it's it just seems weird that OKC is going all in on a Westbrook, Paul George, Mellow team when they had Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and Harden <laughs> and punted on that opportunity. Yeah, it seems so weird. Yeah, it's and by weird I mean stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you had yeah, that's <sighs> four. You had three MVPs. Yep. And you decide that's not that's not good enough. You said, I know they didn't trade KD. He left because that's true. That's true. They traded. They did Harden. trade hard. In hindsight, I they have to be thinking. In hindsight, we should have just traded Westbrook and kept Harden and Durant because I think those two dudes could have coexisted. Right. And been a finals contender every year, but 
they kept Westbrook and got their triple double. So congratulations. <laughs> and now yeah. you have a hundred and thirty million dollar tax bill. Right. Congratulations on your fake big three. Uh speaking of KD, he re-signed with uh, Golden State. No surprise there. Yeah. I guess there was people were trying to make some drama around it, but there's no drama there. They're just gonna go win another championship. Um DeAndre Jordan goes to the Mavericks. Oh, before we move on to that, on, yeah. on KD, he did a, a one-in-one deal, so he can opt out again next year, yeah. which I guess if you're a Kevin Durant or you're a LeBron James, and this kind of makes, we talked about it being surprising that LeBron signed for four years, seems like the smart thing to do if you're an elite-level talent, right? You just sign yeah. for the one year and then reassess your options. Uh, and he's done this for a few years now. Maybe not a one-in-one, but kind of signed... Kevin Durant has signed quarter, shorter contracts uh, to reassess his options. And I think if LeBron did this, we would all lose our shit and be <laughs> yep, like, we would. And talk about it in a negative way. But for some reason, Katie doesn't get that same uh, vitriol or that same negative reaction to it. Uh, but I think it's smart for him. And um, maybe eventually we'll all get around to wising up to him doing something that if other players did, we'd all be upset about. <laughs> But for whatever reason, I'm not, <laughs> and it seems like the general public is not either. So it's it's interesting. Katie's just a likable guy, you know. Everyone felt bad. He's the he's the one he's the one guy that got away with his burner accounts. Like he had burner accounts, and yeah, got kind of washed over in like a day. <laughs> now he's in the Yo Google Hey Google commercial. Yeah, hey it's Google funny. Commercial. Hey Google, tweet from my other account. Uh, all so, right. all right. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. So, Mark Cuban yeah. finally got his guy. Got his man. Years later, got his man. DeAndre Johnson, uh, Jordan. DeAndre Jordan yeah. signed with the Dallas Mavericks after the 2015 fiasco. Yeah. I, I, I'm i a little surprised that there weren't hurt feelings from Dallas's side that uh, they were. I, I don't know. I feel I would feel a little spurned, I guess, the way that things went down last time. But they got their uh, defensive uh, defensive center again, uh, one year, twenty four ish million dollars, I think it was. Uh, and I think that could be a really good team next year. Now with uh, DeAndre being that uh, you know floor running, defending uh, center to go along with their uh, Luka Doncic and. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and old man uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, could be a formidable team. Could be something. I mean, something might make make the make the playoffs and lose in the first round of the Houston Rockets, but that's that's exactly what's going to happen. Mark Cuban, he's a businessman. He doesn't he doesn't care he doesn't do feelings when it comes. No, he doesn't do feelings. You got to you see that on Shark Tank every week. So I saw I saw a picture of it had to be. Uh, the 2006 Los Angeles Clippers uh-huh. with Blake Griffin, uh, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and you know the other cast. Yeah, and that felt like so long ago. <laughs> it was like two seasons ago, <laughs> and now yeah. the and now the Clippers are trading uh, Austin no Rivers for Marcin Gortat. I mean, what is happening over there? <laughs> Oh man, good thing we're not Clippers fans, I guess. Yeah, yeah cupboard is the cupboard feels bare, bare, very bare. And now you have LeBron moving into the building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one cares about the Clippers anymore. Nobody. 
Uh, all right. Speaking of the L.A., yeah, the big the big free agency fish, which everyone's talking about now, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Where the hell is he going to go? What is he going to do? Is he talking to San Antonio? Is he talking to Los Angeles? What is he doing? Nobody knows. There's been like no legitimate, no legitimate story, no legitimate sources out there that knows what Kawhi is doing. Yeah, and it's been really strange. And I think this kind of plays into Kawhi's character, right? He's kind of a quieter guy, and it seems like any leaks that we get is from from his camp is like his uncle or somebody you know <laughs> who knows him, and not from him. About so he has shoe deals. Yeah. At the bottom of this, it just baffles me that he doesn't want to stay with the Spurs and be with the best coach in the NBA and the most stable franchise for the past 20 years. And the fact that the relationship between him and the organization has become so frayed. Obviously, I don't know the inside details, but that's just so surprising to me. And that he wants out to go to a bigger market seems just... It doesn't all fit in my mind. I'm not quite Leonard, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I, not just saying where I'm coming from, it just seems so yeah. baffling. It sounds like, I mean, LA makes sense with LeBron being there now. Uh, people are still talking about Boston. Does it though? Does it? Like, if you're Kawhi after not, like, finally becoming the guy. Yeah, and then going to LA and not being the guy. You're again. not going to be the guy now. Interesting. Yeah. Does that make sense? Really? Yeah, I see. That's a good point. I didn't consider that. I think the way I perceive his camp thinking. Again, this is all I just hear rumors. Is that it's the market that's the issue and not necessarily being the guy because he could stay in San Antonio and be the guy in San Antonio and everybody recognizes he's the guy in San Antonio. Yeah. And I mean, he has legitimately a torch to carry in San Antonio. That is, I think in NBA circles, pretty significant. Um, but that's a good point that in LA, he wouldn't be the guy if he, other teams I've heard linked with him, Boston, Philadelphia, He's not necessarily going to be the guy in those towns either, right? Because in Boston, you have Kyrie, you have Gordon Hayward. I mean, maybe you trade one of those two guys to get Kawhi. Maybe. I don't know. But he would be the guy in Philly for sure. He would be the guy in Philly. You don't think if he goes to Philly and it's, but you still have Embiid and Simmons and. I think, yeah, I think he'd he'd still still, have him. I think he'd he'd be the guy. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably be the guy. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. But it's not it's not the same as if he went if let's pretend LeBron didn't go to LA, but he went to LA mm-hmm. and like brought that team back to the playoffs. That's a different narrative than I went to Philly and Ben Simmons, Joe Embiid, and Kawhi went to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> those are two different very, very different narratives. Yeah. Uh but it sounds like those are the only teams that have enough to trade to get him. I don't. Yeah. Do you see anybody else out there? No, no. I think those are it. I think those, yeah, those are the landing spots uh, that would go. And I, just talking about it now, I think I, I would go to Philly if I were him, or I'd just be like, I know they can't do it, but I just piss off LeBron and just go to Golden State. <laughs> just go to Golden State. <laughs> it's like Kawhi Leonard for David West, straight up. Who says that? <laughs> yeah, just some bullshit deal. Okay. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna yeah that's gonna be the the watch for the rest of free agency. Yeah, what is it was Kawhi do? That's the the biggest domino now to to kind of fall in place. And I think I think going to Philadelphia, they don't have to give up too much to make them not competitive, right? It's just a lot of it's like a Covington, I think, who's a role player, uh, some picks and stuff in the future. Like I think it's workable for Philadelphia. We will. We'll keep an eye on the Kawhi watch. Kawhi. Now that right. the LeBron watch is, is done. <laughs> yeah, LeBron yeah, watch is done. Transition. Just messed it up. Um, we have free agents from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Derek Rose signs a one-year deal with the with Minnesota because... Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, he I did. Missed this one. Yeah, because Tibbs just cannot get enough of Derek Rose. Uh, I mean, good for him. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, if this didn't happen, he'd be on his way to the big three. So, yeah, that's true. true. I that's guess good true. for him. Good for him. He's not playing the big three. I'd watch him win the big three. That would, I think, it would be interesting. Yeah, he'd be a bigger name than most guys. I guess. What are you now? I mean, I guess. Is there still intrigue about? I mean, besides Tibbs, is there still intrigue about Derrick Rose? I mean, I mean, he was a former MVP. Jermaine O'Neal's playing in the big three. <laughs> like, I think Derrick Rose is a bigger name still than Jermaine O'Neal. Um, no, I don't know. Question. I'm glad you're keeping a, keeping track of Derrick Rose, though, as a yeah. true uh, Bulls fan. God damn it, Derrick Rose is still mad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe I'll just, I'll just cheer for the Timber Bulls. There you go. Uh, all right, and then... There's only there's only three teams you can cheer for in the NBA, and one of them is not the Timberwolves. <laughs> only three teams can win. Congratulations, NBA. This is where you are. <laughs> and then we have Ersin Ilavasova, if I'm pronouncing that Ilyasova, right. Ilyasova, former Bucks. Yeah. Guess yeah. what, Casey? What's He's that? coming home. Oh, is he? No Back way. Back to the Bucks. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yay. So <laughs> yeah, he's back. He signed. He signed back with the Bucks. Back to retire? Or? Oh no, no, oh. three years, twenty-one million dollars. Oh boy, to the Bucks. Get excited, man! You I didn't see this. Squat. I didn't see this. Yeah, we got. <laughs> I just googled this. <laughs> the first headline that pops up: Ilya Silver reuniting with Bucks. Jennings' guarantee date moved back. So great, we're going to be <laughs> the twenty twelve Milwaukee Bucks again. Fantastic. Right, the big Silva. things on the horizon in Milwaukee, my friend. Did, did he play last year? What did he do? Yeah, he was on. He was on Philly. He was on Philly, and then yeah. and part of the, the process. Watch. He helped finish the process. Because now he's coming back to do the same in Milwaukee. Okay, uh, I gotta think about it. <laughs> Not what I necessarily wanted, but maybe he could be a good bench player. Ugh. Ugh. All right, thanks for. <laughs> Did you just rain on your day, Casey? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't in the show notes. I didn't see it in the show notes. I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's right there. There it is. Oh, now I see the show notes. No, you just add it right now? No, oh, it's been there the whole time. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, to brighten up your day, JC, guess what? Yeah. Tiger's back. Again. Again. Top five finish. Top five, he did it. He did it. He 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 won. I mean, he, I mean, he finished top five. So he basically won. 
Basically. Basically won. He won he, and he was mad. He was mad about his 68. Yeah. We love when Tiger gets mad about his like, good, good results. Like, yeah, that's when you know he's back. Angry Tiger is good. Joking Tiger is just not, not good. Not so, good. That's the Tiger's play. back update. <laughs> baseball <Hulk> clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, this is our baseball segment. Oh, okay. All yeah, right, we're gonna we're gonna talk some baseball because that's happening. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, hold on. I was gonna do some research for it. I did. Fucking the bra. Baseball update: Milwaukee Brewers, forty-eight and thirty-five, half game up on the Cubs. White Sox. Oh, next to last place in the Central. Yeah. All right. That's Wait, all I got. Not last. Not okay. last. Apparently, not the Royals are even worse. <laughs> I think we, not... we we talked about last week how it was. It's so hard to follow teams outside of your team in baseball. Um, and it is because I didn't even know that your team wasn't in. Yeah, not, no, in neither place. did I because I can't follow in the standings. There's no point. Why would I do that? Yeah. But what I do get updates on every like scoring change. <laughs> For some reason, on my phone, <laughs> and like, every sure. time it's someone scoring on the White Sox, nice, and not the White Sox scoring. So I just look at it. I'm like, wow, they lost another game. You look at it and go, man, I should turn these notifications off <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every time. You know what I really do? You know what I really start that is because it starts. It even does the, the uh, even does the spring training games. And I'm oh, like, wow. man, I should turn. Oh, it's that time of season. I should probably turn this off, and I never do. <laughs> so, nice. so that's that's the baseball update. Yeah, I was feeling good about the the Brewers when I uh, wanted to talk about it, and now they've lost uh, two or three to the lowly Reds. Um, so that's our baseball clubhouse update for you, Brewers and uh, White Sox Thanks, nice fans. fans or sufferers. Sufferers, uh, yeah, we'll be back. Yeah, we're yeah, fans. We'll back. We got the updates still. Yeah, we got the updates. No Cubs updates here. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, no Cubs updates. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of baseball, College World Series. Yeah. Did you see the battle of the exiled Badger coaches teams play in I, the College World Series? Yeah, I saw that um, the matchup was Arkansas versus Oregon State, and I immediately had ne- negative reactions towards <laughs> both teams. And then I kind of thought about it for a second. This isn't healthy. I should get over this. <laughs> uh, you, that's so. That's so funny. It's like as soon as you see those two colleges, you're just yeah. like, I hate them both. I hate them both. I hate them both. It's like we were talking about baseball. Don't care. <laughs> I hate them both. <laughs> yeah, but so I guess I saw that it was happening. But then, really, the only this is Arkansas uh, and Oregon State. Yeah. In by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the only, uh, I guess, play that I really saw was Arkansas being down to the last out to win the the World Series. So it's a double elimination. They had one game one, and uh, game two it was the uh, last at bat. I think they were even down the last strike, and yep. they and Oregon State hit a pop up into foul territory on the first base side, and three Arkansas players kind of huddled around it, and it dropped. Three of them. We're just Three saying, I got it. I got it. No one had no it. No one had it. No one. That would have ended it. World Se- or College World Series champs yep. right off to the In sunset. In two games. Oregon right. State came back to win that game, and then they won the game three, five to five to zero. So I think Arkansas had kind of mentally given up at that point uh, once it went to game three. But it got me thinking, is this the closest a team, I mean, had been 
to winning without winning. I think the Indians were within a strike of yeah. winning. I think the Rangers were a couple years ago when they lost to the Cardinals, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then I thought the Cubs in the NLCS, but that was game six, so they still could have won in game seven. Um, I remember the Packers having a fourth and 26 against the Eagles with Donovan McNabb and him making some ridiculous fourth and 26 play. Yeah. A Seattle in the Super Bowl where they threw on the one-yard line for some inexplicable reason. <laughs> but this somehow feels closer. It was there. It was essentially in the air for them just to do a routine catch. Yeah, just a routine catch. And, you know, all of Arkansas, and you're probably sad, probably not that sad, they probably don't pay attention to baseball, but I'm just going to pretend like they're sad. They're all sad, yeah. They're all sad, and it's all Mrs. Bilmo's fault because it comes down to hashtag karma. Boom. And it's just going to haunt you forever. Just can't catch a break, Bilmo. It's been like five, six years now. It's like five years. Still hanging on. Five years since that tweet. He's been fired from the... the school and we're still yeah still talk about that it's healthy week. it's healthy you know totally sports healthy. rivalry it's totally healthy <laughs> uh well congratulations oregon state yeah um on your college world series championship there was a freshman uh, there was a freshman who like was the starting pitcher for game three that one okay phenomenal yeah. um okay. yeah it's just phenomenal it's it's crazy that i was able to do that anyways congratulations oregon state i enjoy that uh Tennessee Tech got you into this college, uh, college yeah. baseball world. Yeah, they did. Tennessee Tech. They're coming. Yeah, man, that could have been Tennessee Tech. Could have. Oh well. Next year, boys. All right, we'll um, be there. We're still on the bandwagon. Still on the bandwagon. Just waiting for our swag. Yeah. Um, all right, we got esports. We got esports news. Oh. We got a little trouble in paradise for Cloud Nine. Oh. Uh, League of Legends team. Did you hear about this? I I saw that uh, there was some debate. Uh, debate is debate the right word? <laughs> some up, uproar. There's some uproar. There's some yeah. uproar. So Cla- so Cloud Nine had a tournament, which is the name of the team. It's also the name of a funny TV show on NBC. Uh, but it's actually the name of a team, <laughs> League of Legends <laughs> team. And they decided to bench what is argu- not even arguably three best players, but three of their best players in yeah. sneaky. Jensen and Smoothie, yeah, uh, to put in some what would they called I would frame it as developmental players, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, from I guess their academy that they run uh, in this tournament, and you know the um, the fans of these players were kind of upset and you know kind of popping off at Cloud Nine, uh, not really they don't have a really so the, the difference like the fans don't have an allegiance to the team. They have right. allegiance to the players. And I thought this was, and it, it just seems like it all went out of control, Twitter and Reddit, and people were just going nuts. But um, but this just reminded me of you, Casey. Oh, yeah? Because I feel like you kind of have this with, you know, the U.S. not being in the in the World Cup. And yeah. you are following these players, and you have the allegiance to these players, but not necessarily the teams. Yeah. Uh, so you have this, you don't have the reaction to the team. You could be you could be mad at the team without being at a player and vice versa. Oh, definitely. I think this is something that's very interesting for esports going forward, especially as you know that NBA creates their whatever online NBA league um, is the allegiance to players versus allegiance to teams. Because in traditional sports, we're all very strong in our support for the team. I mean, 
maybe in Cleveland right now they're burning LeBron jerseys again. Who knows? <laughs> He's the best player of our ge- of this generation, and at least once, maybe now twice, teams have burned his jerseys because they don't play for the team that they support. But in esports, it it increasingly seems like uh, players are following the individual, the player that they like, uh, which I think is very interesting, and it poses an interesting. Uh, dynamic for the esports teams like for cloud nine as they exist as uh, whatever a franchise or what you know the team that they are you know they have a much different relationship with their top players than you know cleveland does with lebron so i think it's it's well maybe not lebron's a bad example because he basically ran the team and then left the team but (laughs) maybe not the right example but uh, i think i think it'll be interesting going forward on esports especially as more mainstream you know, the NBA and, and other th- uh, Mavs gaming, for example, kind of foray into this game, the individual fan versus the team. And it's interesting that you talk about the World Cup with this, because I was thinking about this, the World Cup as I was watching this. And I know the, you know, the soccer players from the teams that they play for on their club team. And then I have I'm fans of them from that, and I'm fans of them as individuals, but then it's kind of reshuffled and put into the World Cup. So I like uh, Messi because he plays for Barcelona, and I, for, you know, kind of, it's not my team that I choose, but between Real Madrid and Barcelona, I like Barcelona because Messi's there, and now he's in Argentina. So I kind of rooting for Argentina, but not really. I just want Messi to do well. It's just an interesting way to view sports, and I think esports is. Uh, interesting in that way because so far everyone seems to be attached to an individual, right? Yep. And can will esports get to the point where kind of traditional sports has gotten? And I don't know that's better necessarily, but that just seems to be the way that in general society cheers for sports. It's usually like you know the laundry, you know, you're cheering for your team or whatever. But I don't know if esports will get there or even if they should. So it's interesting to see uh, Cloud9, who's a very popular esports team, franchise, what have you, um, get this negative reaction because fans of the individuals. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because most of the, yeah most of these at, to this point esports players have made their name individually mm-hmm. and then been, been been put on a team. Um, so they have their followers, they have people you know that have watched their Twitch streams that have followed them on social media. And then that's how they're brought into the fray of esports. Right. There hasn't been really been this. Oh, hey, uh, I shouldn't say that it hasn't been, but I don't. It's not as big as right. a it's, movement of. Oh, hey, let's watch esports. It's hey, let's watch this player that brought us into it. Right. And that's kind of that's probably that's the hurdle that esports is trying to get over. Yeah, maybe the next step is that these develop players from you know the youth league or whatever you know it is come up and they play well, and then the, you know they're the new name. But they were brought up through Cloud9, right? Instead right. of just like signing with Cloud9 as, you know, LeBron signs with the Lakers, but brought up through the development league or what have you um, to develop that. Then you're cheering for Cloud9 because you're cheering for who Cloud9 brought up through. And then if that player signs somewhere else, then you're burning your whatever sneaky mouse pad or something instead of, you know, as. Um, I don't know. It, it'll be <laughs> interesting. It'll be interesting to uh, to follow because I think for East, I don't know. I keep I keep wanting to 
put esports into the peg that I know traditional sports in that it's the franchises that matter. You have to and that you also have beyond that you have to have a geographical relationship, right? Mm. But esports is one throwing the geographical in large sense out the window, and then in another sense the uh, individual thus far has seemed more important than the franchise or the team. Will that change? I don't know. Does it need to change? I, it, it's something that I'm going to keep my eye on. I, I, I find it very interesting. And I hope you do too. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all do. We all do. All right. With that, Casey, you want to get into our mailbag quick? Yeah, sure. All right. We have uh, one, we got a question here from the mailbag. As always, if you want to have us uh, read one of your questions, go ahead. Feel free to get us up on Twitter or on Facebook, um, and we'll get your question on the show. Give me a little shout-out. Uh, this week, we actually have a voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Ashley, longtime fellow fan, uh, first-time caller. And I just had a question about these World Cup celebrations that I've seen. Um, you know, I, I don't watch a ton of soccer, but... Every time they score a goal, I think that they won the game. And I'm just wondering, you know, who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong? Because in the NFL, I mean, these guys score a touchdown. They, like, basically smile and then they get back to it because, hey, guess what? The game's not over yet. But in soccer, it's like every single goal is the end of the world. So, um, yeah, I guess I just want to hear your opinion about celebration in soccer versus American football. All right, Casey, basically, who does it better? The You got the World Cup soccer goals yep. celebration or in the NFL? I'll let you have the floor first. All right. Well, I think that the World Cup celebrations, the celebrations that we're, we're seeing in these soccer games are a thousand times more meaningful and a thousand times more emotional, uh, especially when you're seeing teams... That we saw in the group stages, who had never, you know, the Panama having never scored a World Cup goal before, and seen that happen. Um, but in the end, they just result. In the end, they just just result in people dogpiling on each other. <laughs> uh, so from an emotional, uh, you know, sliding on the grass, pumping the fist, making hearts with your hands standpoint, uh, it's good. I think the NFL does it better in when there are creative celebrations i don't think there's as many creative celebrations in soccer it's a lot of you know running to the corner and sliding or jumping in the corner and then people jump on your back but if you get clever you get clever celebrations in the nfl uh if the nfl would allow them to do that i think it'd be an even better spectacle uh so uh, who does it better I mean, I'm going to side with the soccer because because of the emotion, because of the level of uh, what's at stake. I enjoy it better. Um, just the joy that occurs in each goal is, is something else. Um, but the NFL can sometimes be more clever. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what. The NFL is better. It's <laughs> coming from obviously someone that's, only watched the World Cup in the last couple of weeks, and it's just like I think the I think the biggest thing that is, is when they score a goal. Yes, it's very meaningful. There's only like a couple of goals scored per game, but it's like the whole team comes off the bench 
and like you said, dog pals on each other. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, do we like we still got a game to play? Um, what's going on? I, I it's like that old saying, like act like you've been there before. And I, it's funny because it's funny to me because I think about that when like when someone in NFL showboats a little bit, you know, you, you, I mean, I know they change the rules now, but they're like, you know, it's about the team. It's not about you to, to act like you've been there before. But it's like, it just seems like those rules are out on soccer. Soccer is just like, let's go. We just scored a goal. Here, let's, let's do it like we're not, we've never done it before. Um, so I think, that I obviously, I think you're right. NFL is obviously, you know, more creative. Although I do see some YouTube videos every once in a while with some soccer team from Oh yeah, knows when yep. gets get a little creative. But it's not in the World Cup because it's pure emotion. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and even some of the the, the more emotional, you know, like uh, you know, touchdown celebrations. I mean, I think I think of some of the iconic touchdown celebrations. Like I think of like Neon Dion picking one to the house and high stepping, mm-hmm. um, and you know, in the end zone. Uh, you know, now I guess nowadays kids just they spend half the practice coming up with them. Um, but some of like Ocho Cinco's back in the day, <laughs> those were those were original. Yeah. But you know, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the NFL. Act like you've been there before. Got a touchdown. Do your thing. Go back to the sideline. Okay. Yeah, I don't. But in soccer, <laughs> you get a whole lot more man hugs and head kisses. So <laughs> you do get some consider that. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of sliding of the knees. Sliding oh the yeah, that's. Back. Don't don't try that at home. The, the field <laughs> has been watered. Do not try that at home. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, so that can lead us right into um, a little World Cup. I think we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about the end of group staging as we're gonna yeah. have a special, 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 special World Cup episode that will drop on Thursday in time for your back to work after the holiday. Yeah. And we'll go over the knockout rounds then. Yeah. So I don't, as, as you kind of preface, we're going to have a, a much more detailed, uh, I guess, in depth, if you, you know, I guess if you think back to our World Cup preview podcast, we're going to do uh, maybe not to that extent, but something similar where where we really go over it. Uh, so at this, for this podcast, Marla, what are you getting out of the World Cup? Where Where's your head at? What are you thinking? Um, so the in the last couple of days where people were getting knocked out of the, uh, we're getting knocked out of going on to the, to the knockout round. Right. Um, who's in the group stage. Yep. Yeah. The group stages. I think that was interesting. It was very freaking confusing, even though you broke it down, <laughs> it still was yeah. like super confusing. And I was watching these games like what needs to happen. And it kept changing. And I, the thing is I was watching with no sound again. So oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know if I'm sure they were talking about it. But like I'm trying to look it up, and then reading through it was just super confusing. Um, and then like when so the things so when things went down, it was really, um, you know, it it was you know exciting to a point. But I just felt like I was like a half second behind. Like, oh, is that a good thing for so and so? I don't know. Yeah. And then I had to look it up. Oh, it was okay. Um, so <laughs> that was it. I think um, again back to the fans' passion. Yeah. Mexico fans are amazing. Mm. Having, with, having them be able to move on because Korea, they tie or won or whatever. They beat Germany. Yeah. They beat Germany. Mexico went crazy. So it's a funny story because like the Mexico game, uh, I remember I was walking to work. There was a line. It was a 9 o'clock game. Yeah, they played, it, they played at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Walking to work. There's a line at this bar. All Mexico fans. Line at the bar to get in. 
Uh, <laughs> so obviously it all went down. They end up, you know, they end up losing, but they end up advancing because the next game at the one o'clock game was uh, no. They both they both happened at nine. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh crap. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, they happened at the same time. Yeah. Well, anyways, that make this makes the story even better. I leave work, <laughs> walk past the same bar, and it is still popping. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's going crazy. But uh, the internet just showed me like all these all all these Mexican fans just like loving Korea. People doing the Gangnam style dance, just picking up random Koreans in the street and just putting them over their heads, which is a little bit racist, but we'll go for it. It's the World Cup. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just amazing to watch that happen. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely uh it I think one of the most fun things to explain to non-soccer fans was that Mexico lost 3-0 but their fans were <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. It, it it's something else. Uh and it, I just I feel like every entity has tried to get American fans to cheer for Mexico whether it's your Landon Donovan or your Fox. <laughs> Um, you want, they're trying to get American fans that cheer for Mexico. And I just, I just cannot bring myself to do that when they have great passion. They do great things when things go well, when things don't go well, that passion turns sour. And I've seen that, uh, with our U S men's national team. So uh, I guess enjoy the fun while, while they're winning. So (laughs) (laughs) I did that. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Um, for the for the Mexico fans, the first two knockouts, yeah, we, we now have no Messi, no Ronaldo. Now, now, what do we do? Yeah, we're uh, again. I'm gonna try and keep it pretty short here, but uh, we'll go. <laughs> Should on. we save that for the end? What? No, that's fine. Let's just go. Through. So, um, yeah, we lost our two biggest names, and we lost uh, two of the four biggest teams thus far uh, in the bracket. We can kind of get into those later, but uh, there's still a lot a lot out there. Uh, France, Brazil, still in it. Watch for them. Um, and you know, if you're missing Messi and Ronaldo, and let's, as a Liverpool fan, I'll say and Salah. Uh, <laughs> and essentially, now that uh, Germany's out, everybody from the Bundesliga, uh, you still got Neymar and Coutinho to watch on Brazil. You got Mbappe, who was great for France um, against Argentina. Uh, maybe this is his coming out party. He's 19 years old. That's crazy. Uh, you still have Hazard and De Bruyne on Belgium and Harry Kane accidentally scoring goals for England. Um, <laughs> still a lot of names out there, although the two, uh, and as Liverpool fan, three biggest names are no longer in it. So still things to watch. And still listen to the Wednesday slash Thursday podcast where we go <laughs> into it in more detail. All right. All right. Um, so should we give an update to our brackets challenge because we haven't done that yet? Yeah, we have our our uh, uh, World uh, Breeze One Thirty Two World Cup bracket challenge. Um, First of all, sorry, uh, this the yeah. website is crap. Okay, yeah. So sorry for that. <laughs> I know it's not your fault, Casey. No, you, as you I would I, think FIFA would have their stuff together, but I have I have fielded complaints about it and felt <laughs> very defensive <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but like, I didn't. I just picked the one that Google told me to pick. So, <laughs> anyway. So I don't know. So through, uh, I guess, through today's action, I believe it's updated through today, although you can never be too sure with this website. It's FIFA. It's terrible. Uh, they probably paid somebody 
a bazillion dollars to make this, and then most of it was corruption costs anyway. So that's FIFA for you. Uh, we got Naysayer one. Ugh. Ugh. In first place right now with 160 you, points. You know, everyone knows who you are. Yeah. Ugh. He's going to win. It's going to be terrible. Uh, Quiz MD135, who has complained more than <laughs> everyone else combined about the bracket and the format of the competition. <laughs> It has been fun to deal with, and then I'm in. I'm in with he has 135, and then uh, yours truly is in third place with 124. Marla, where are you at in the uh, in, in, in this list here? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> just glad to be here. Just yeah, glad, just glad to be glad here. Glad to be part of the tournament. <laughs> I'm not last, so not last. Okay, there you go. But I think I think I'm done. I don't think I can get any more points. <laughs> no, you have to be able to get points. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but I I can't figure out the website, so I don't know. We'll just, we'll well, just the, find out together. I think overall the biggest complaint is that you can't see other people's brackets, yeah. which is which is ridiculous. So ridiculous because you have to submit your bracket before everything starts. So why in the knockaround can I not see what Marlo's bracket is? I don't know. Next World Cup, if you guys are still here, four still here in four years. <laughs> We'll try and come up with something better or build something better in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. Not that we'll do it, but <laughs> maybe we'll All find, right. find someone too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Well, again, uh, be on the lookout for our World Cup update episode. It'll be dropping on Thursday. Yeah. Time for your time for your day back at work after the holiday. Um, yeah. Get you get you geared up for the next round of knockout stages. There we go. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this up here, Casey. First, I want to say congratulations to our boy, Josh Gosher. Yeah. He uh, he got engaged today. Uh, so, yeah, the captain Yeah, the captain got engaged today. He's, uh, he's looking extremely happy in his little Twitter post, shouting out the person that made the diamond. I'm sure he got a little discount for that. Oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to you, and, uh, yeah, have fun being married. Yeah. Everyone else, have a happy 4th of July holiday. Be safe out there. Be, uh, don't go blowing up any limbs, anything like that. In case you do anything fun for the 4th. I haven't thought of it. All right. <laughs> okay. I'll, be, I'll be around. Nothing exciting. All right. Well, that'll be it for this episode. Casey, do you have any last words? Uh, all I got is I hope that all your favorite sports teams win all the sports. <laughs> <laughs>